Tefano and welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. Yeah. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. And I'm Stu. And thanks for joining us as we ask questions and wrestle with theology and what it means to be Christian. To be Christian. And what theology means. We have been having an ongoing conversation about what church is and who church is for and And what church should be. What church should be and all of this stuff over, well, over a really long time. But recently, it's kind of that conversation's ramped up a little bit Mm. in the kind of post-pandemic world, you know? What does church look like as people get back together? It's funny to talk about post-pandemic while still in the middle of a pandemic, but the pandemic has shaped and changed some stuff that had remained kind of status quo for a little while and was slowly changing, but kind of something like COVID has come and just kind of accelerated that. Well, a shift that was already happening has started accelerating. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. So we've been having this conversation for a while. And one of the things that we've noticed, getting straight into it today, one of the things we've noticed is it's been easier for people to define what causes them to leave church or what hurts them in church or what they don't like about the church or about their church community. It's been easier for people to kind of share those things than it is to to actually talk about what we believe church should be. People have been having a bit of a break from church. So there's been a bit of reflection time and people have been able to think about having a having a break. Mm. And they've been like, actually, actually, this is really nice. Mm. So what, we, what we've kind of been doing over this last little while is really noticing those negative things about church mm. and really letting them shape sort of the discourse and the conversation around what church is. And so we, we wanted to do something with that today. But rather than making a list of bad things and just leaving it at that, we thought we'd sort of use it, use it to create something, use it to help shape our conversation of what, what could be, what should be, sort of like a, like a sculptor chipping away at a, at a block of marble to create something beautiful. That's what we're hoping to do with this conversation. Yeah. So that is a little bit to kind of cast a vision about what church could be. If you imagine that marble block, and this is what church is, it's this marble block, what are the things we need to chip away at for it to reveal kind of this vision of what the church could be that could look quite different, could yeah. look quite cool, but it's still fundamentally the same rock? So biblically, what is church? There's a bunch of well, the word church has like 2,000 years of history and baggage, baggage. <laughs> behind it at this point, right? Christians have been doing this community thing for better or worse. For a long for time. For a long time. If you've been a part of a church and you've, you've heard a couple of sermons, uh, you've probably heard someone preaching at some point on the X2 church. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Gathering together in people's homes. They shared in everything they had. They and shared in their food. They shared in their material possessions. They shared life. And every day God added to their number. And that's quite often what people think about when they think about, well, what does the Bible say about church? What should we be? What should we be? We just want to get back to being an Acts 2 church. And I think there's quite this massive jump between this Acts 2 meeting in people's homes and like what church is on a Sunday morning. But what church is on a Sunday morning isn't inherently bad. It's just when we try to find what church should be, we only look at we only look at that bit. You know, we only yeah. look at the Acts 2 bit. We've also got this rich history of the temple, yeah. of the synagogue. 
And those are concepts that were part of the cultural understanding of what Christians did. They were part of the way that God was already being worshipped. They were integrated into the ways God is still worshipped now. Mm. I think what we have in church, in most churches, in a, in a particular Sunday service kind of aspect of church, we have this amalgamation of synagogue and temple, mm. right? We've got this focus on worship. We've got this focus on let us get together and worship God. There's singing, there's offering, there's these things that the temple was for. Now, the big difference is obviously the temple was where God dwelt. And where the animals were sacrificed. And where the animals were sacrificed. And we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. Well. I really hope I not. hope not. <laughs> if anyone is at a church that sacrifices animals, I really, really, really want you to Run ask some away. questions about that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we don't do that anymore, but we do gather together to worship. And we yeah. do gather together with this focus on offering praise, offering something to God in a worshipful act. Yeah. Paul in his letters talks about our lives being the offering now. So each week when we come into church, it's like we're coming in the temple to bring an offering before God, but the offering is ourself. The hmm. offering is our own life. It's still kind of like going to temple. Along with the temple and this idea of praise, we also had synagogue. Say so we also had synagogue? I wasn't there. There was also synagogue. There was also synagogue where the scriptures were taught, where rabbi taught from the scriptures and people wrestled with what the scriptures meant. And the community gathered together to discuss. To discuss and pull to apart. To learn about to learn, God. To, to learn have, the laws. Yeah, to have someone who we might call it a sermon, but essentially someone sharing a message after reciting a scripture. You know, And so what we have in church, in modern church, is this like, Amalgamation. Amalgamation of the two. Like we've got synagogue and temple, you know, squished into a two hours on a Sunday morning. If that. If that, you know, like two hours. Yeah, two hours is the long form. An hour. You know, yeah, hours is an hour. <laughs> but so, squished into this smaller format. Yeah. So we're coming together and we're hoping to find community. And we're also laying down our lives as an offering and spending some time worshiping and also learning about God and learning more about interpreting the scriptures. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's a lot of things. To mash in on a Sunday morning. And th But that's also like, that's what we mean by church. We mean this Acts 2 church. We mean this amalgamation of temple and synagogue. And we also mean the body of Christ as a whole. Christians are the church. It's not a specific place. Yeah, it's the collective group of Christians. Because as we go through the rest of the New Testament, the churches that are talked about are just the groups of believers. So church community, Christian community in a post-Christian culture is kind of where we are now. Yeah. Right? We're in a space where actually much like the, uh, the Jews that became Christians and the Gentiles that became Christians, though it was not the dominant religion or the expected way of life at the time. Mm. It is no longer something that we assume everybody does. It is no longer something that everybody knows the Bible stories because you went, to, you went to Sunday school and learned them all or they taught them at school. So it's been a bit of time on kind of what we're meaning by church. And now it's time to look at the reasons, look at the negative, look at the, the things we need to chip away from this beast we call church. So we've been talking about church for a long time with lots of people, obviously. And something that always has sort of stuck with me is the idiom that people don't remember what, what is said, but they remember how it made them feel. Mm. And so we sort of approached this from how people feel about their church mm. and why that's made them step away. Or why they're 
or why not enjoying it. Not, yeah, it's not a positive part of their week, but it's still part of their week at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, how has it made you feel? So, the the first one we're going to talk about is lonely. How do you feel at church? Lonely. Lonely. There's no one here like me. I am by myself. Or I sneak in at the back and no one talks to me. I haven't connected with anyone. There's no real connection. I'm here as an individual in a crowd. And every now and then that might be a good feeling to have. Yeah. Sometimes that's nice. Sometimes it's really nice to sneak in at the back. But if you're going to be part of a community, you really want to be known. Hmm. To have friends there? Yeah. You know, like... For people to notice when you're not around. Mm. So loneliness is a, is a big part of what people are feeling in some churches. Judged is yeah. the next one that came up. Feeling judgment from others because they are less than perfect. You know, I feel that everyone here is looking at the way I dress or I feel that everyone here has an opinion about how I live my life that is judgmental. Yeah. Or I feel like I can't be who I am. I can't honestly communicate myself here because it will be judged. People will um, judge negatively. Like people will yeah. look down on people it. People will look down on it. So I have to hide myself. Yeah. So I carry some guilt and shame in this place because I feel I'd be judged if people knew this. So there's some guilt and some mm-hmm. shame of like, I have to hide this part of me that's not good enough. To be able to be part of this community. To be able to be part of this community. Yeah. Used. It's a hard one. Ooh. So, you know, I've I've felt this at times being part of churches that I was seen as a set of skills and only ever valued for my skills. And then if I wasn't on the roster that day, I wouldn't go to church, and no one would ask me why. No mm. one would miss me. I was only missed if my skills were wanted, and I wasn't there to provide them. Yeah. Or there's people who they're only there. They feel they're only valued for their tithe. Yeah. You know their money. If I stopped tithing, if I stopped giving. People might notice. Maybe I'd hear from the pastor if I stopped giving him my money. You know, and along with that, that comes that feeling of of burnout, especially for skills, maybe more than money. But the the I've I've given all of this, you know. Yeah, I've given you all of my time. I've given you all of my skills, and I I have nothing left. Mm. I haven't. It hasn't been joy giving. It hasn't been fulfilling. It hasn't been life giving. Mm. Unvalued. I think it ties real, yeah. real closely on. I'm not heard, right? If I share my voice, who I am is not heard. No one, no one cares what I want no to say. No one wants to hear my thoughts. I'm not uh, supported. You know, hey, I'm just going through a rough patch right now. I'm struggling with this. The judgment comes in instead of the support. Yeah. So the way you should be able to deal with that, Ugh. you just need to pray more. Mm. Or not recognized, I think, comes with the, yeah. the loneliness and the unvalued kind of together. Is that like, actually, no one knows who I am. You know, I come to this church and every week someone asks me if I'm new. No yeah. one recognizes me. And that's quite, quite un- a hard one. Unvaluing? Is that a word? Devaluing? Devaluing? Not valuing, anyway. Yeah. Caged? I am trapped and caged and unable to explore what life is. I can't step outside the expectations that my church family has. Yeah, I have to live this life. Mm, this way. This way. Because this is what it means here. Or I have to step away from this so that I can explore the life I want to. This one's super common in people that have grown up in a church, right? Yeah. So, you know, like the... I have to be the perfect church kid mm. or I have to not be at church. Yeah. I and even like, I'm an adult now, mm-hmm. like, but I'm still the expectation, the weight, the kind of, I'm in this cage of who I was as a kid. Yeah. And 
I can't leave this cage. I'm stuck in this place because this is what people think. And so I can't grow. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't do something new. I can't change how people view me. And people, people have known me as this for too long mm. for me to be anything else here. Mm-hmm. And the final kind of feeling that we're, people are sharing with us is, is boredom, is bored. Yeah. Um, Just like this has been the same my whole entire life and I'm done with it. Yeah. It is always the same. And not only is it, is it boring and always the same, it doesn't reflect anything outside of these doors anymore. Mm-hmm. My life, what's happening to me during the week has no bearing on what happens here. Yeah. At the service. It's the world has changed so much in the past 20 years, but nothing here has changed in the mm-hmm. past 20 years. So I don't know how to relate to this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this relates to my life anymore. I've heard everything there is to say. I've sang all these songs and they don't mean anything to me anymore. Mm. Done. Done. Bored. Mm. I don't know if any of this resonates with anyone who's listening. Grace and I, as pastors, feel this quite heavily. We talk to people about this stuff all the time. You know, as part of us exploring what does it mean to be Christian community in a post-Christian world? What does church mean? These are the topics that are always coming up. This is the stuff that's always happening. And like I said, especially over the, the course of the pandemic, as people have had a chance to step back and reflect and to say, you know, church is something I've always done, but this is how it makes me feel. Mm. Why does it make me feel this? Why do I still go? Why do I still do it? We've had an interesting discussion at, at one point or another about how do you invite people to church? Yeah. What's the role of a Christian in terms of evangelism? What's the role of a Christian in terms of inviting people to know this Jesus that we, we worship? And the reality is, if I believe that church is important, but I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to bring someone else to it. I'm not even going to tell someone about it. If I feel judged at my church, I'm not bringing my friends. Mm. And even like, why would I bring my friends to something that I don't like? Yeah. You know, like, because I don't know, there's this, there's this thought process for me around evangelism of if I like something and I genuinely like someone mm-hmm. and think they'd enjoy it, I don't need to be convinced to tell them about it. I have introduced friends to video games that are like, hey, I play this game and I think it's really fun and I think you'd have a lot of fun and I would like to play this game with you. Or like a new kind of ice cream came out and Mm. we were really excited about it because it was really delicious. The pineapple lump ice creams. Oh, yep. They were real good. They were real good, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we had them and then we're like, our son would probably really like these. Let's let's take our son to the dairy to go buy these ice creams because I want him to try it because mm. I really liked it. And then we told some other people about it and they went and bought it too. And even the like shared experience of that is like, and I like this thing and I like you. So I'd like to experience this thing with you. Yeah. So there's this desire, I think, when we like something. And we sometimes ask the wrong question when it comes to why aren't our churches growing? Yeah. Because how do we get new people in? And I don't necessarily think that's the right question. I think the question is, are people fulfilled here? We're not going to talk about happy. We're not going to talk about enjoyment. But are people getting something out of this? Is this something good for them? Yeah. Is this something that people want to be part of? Or is this something that people are part of because they always have been and they can't leave? Mm. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. So this is, this is quite heavy. If this is something that is resonating with you, I think we need to talk about what comes next. You know, what does that mean? What does it mean if we chipped all of that away? What are we still looking for? How do we chip some of these things away is the biggest question there is. Well, it's looking at all of these things and saying, if, if these are the things we don't want from church, the opposite of them is what we do want from church, right? Mm. So if we don't want to feel lonely and isolated at church, that means we want a church where people 
are making genuine, actual friendship connections with people, Mm. where people want to spend time with each other. It means if people don't want to feel judged at church, it means that church needs to be a place that is safe and accepting and loving. It means if people don't want to feel used at church. We've got to stop using people. We've got to stop using people. You know, we've got to say, yes, your skills and talents are valuable. And we do want to use those and invite you to use those to honor God, but in a way and in a pace that is working for you. That is sustainable. That is sustainable. We don't want, we want you to be valued as a person, not you as a set of skills. That valued thing, I think, comes into most of this, you know, most of the stuff of like, hey, Grace, you're here as Grace and you and your family are valued as people and we're stoked that you're here and we want to honor you oh cool you can play drums awesome that's a that's a bolt-on like do you want to play drums you know first of all (laughs) you know is that something you want to serve and offer to the rest of the church community because the reality is churches can't exist without people giving you know without people offering of themselves a community doesn't function based on one person doing all the work it's no longer a community it's like a dictatorship or a show. Or a show. Yeah, that's probably a better... It's a YouTube channel it's a at YouTube that point. Channel. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this value that we want you to know you're loved here. Yeah, we want you to know you are valued as a person, but also your skills are really valued. It's, that's attention, eh? That's yeah. quite attention. If, if people are feeling caged, man, we want people to grow. We've talked about this... Actually, I don't know if we've talked about it in the podcast, but we've talked about our church wanting to be a place of restoration and sanctuary. sanctuary and joy and a place where we invest in people and people can develop into who God created them to be. If a church is a place where you're caged and can't grow into who God created to be, that's a massive issue. And sometimes it's one that can't be solved where you are, Mm. which, you know, that's, that's difficult. Mm. And that means sometimes taking the right step for you and for your faith journey, your relationship with God is to take a step out into the unknown. Mm. And go, hey, what else is there? What else can I do? <laughs> is that Encanto reference there? I didn't sing it. so yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, Progress. not that I don't appreciate your singing. Thanks. <laughs> Boredom. Boredom's the last one. People feel bored. This feels like it should be the easiest one to fix, right? right? Because the rest of them is like, if you're valued and you're cared for and you're not used and And you're you're not judged and you're being heard and you're accepted and you're like, hey, my voice is heard and important and I'm not getting anything out of this. I don't know. Like the natural consequence to being heard has been like, oh, awesome. How do we, how do we help you not be bored? Not be bored. How do we help you get something out of this? How do we help you worship God here? Yeah. How do we help you connect with God? How do we help you learn something and be invested in? It's also something that it's like the community needs to reflect the world in some ways. Or at least the people there. The people there. Maybe yeah. not the entire world. Not the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> probably a little bit too different. Yeah. yeah too yeah. difficult. Yeah. To... Difficult. It's quite big. The it, world's quite big. The world's quite big yeah. and most churches are a bit smaller than that. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So if, if the people need something different than what's happening, it should be easier to do something different. That doesn't mean it always is. Because mm. sometimes we get stuck in this, but we've always done it like this. Yeah. But yeah we've we always do. done it like this. I can guarantee you we haven't always done it like this. Yeah. You yeah. know, the way that church looks right now is not the way church looked 100 years ago and is not like the way church looks. 20 years looked. ago? 30 years ago? Yeah. If you're hearing this and this has kind of resonated with you, you know, what do we do then? I think the the state, because these aren't new thoughts. Yeah, these this... are quite painful things that are quite often sitting somewhere in the back and they're quite often hard to be heard. 
because it's quite often hard to divorce the feeling of like, hey, I feel isolated here. I feel lonely here. For the person who's hearing that to hear that as an attack, you know, hey, there's something wrong with this church because people are lonely here. Your church is wrong and you need to fix it. The reality is everyone who is part of a church has to fix it. Yeah, it's the whole community, Mm. right? Now, there is some responsibility on leadership to hear where things are problems, you know, to hear and, and respond and react. But if you're lonely and isolated where you are, there's always the choice. There's always the choice of like, can I find some people here to connect with? Or do I have to go elsewhere to find connection? And that's a question always for yourself because no one can force you into that space. But if you need a leave to go find a church where you're not caged, where you're not undervalued. Where you're not judged. Where you're not judged. It's real important that you do that now before it's got to a place of like hatred, yeah. you know, where the resentment is so deep. We're not even looking for that acceptance anymore. You yeah. know, we've just accepted that all churches everywhere are going to judge me. Yeah. Before you get to the point where you want to burn it all down, walk away and find somewhere else. Find another Christian community. And the wonderful thing about Christian community is that God promises that we will find it wherever two or three gather together, right? Mm. And sometimes that's in a church and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes Mm. it's in friends meeting up for coffee once a week. Yeah. I heard the term this week, a micro church, this idea of church being anything. You know, if there's worship, if there's discipleship, and if there's people, you've got a church. You've got a church. Huzzah. Huzzah. And it doesn't always need to be the same type of worship, the same type of discipleship and growth, the same type of people. That's a church. That's a micro church, if you will, because it's smaller than perhaps other churches. And those are huge. You know, like micro church, those are huge. (laughs) (laughs) Those the, impact really of those. the impact of those is huge. If you're listening to this and you're right now like, those are all the things, you know, I feel judged, I feel hurt, I feel unvalued, I feel lonely. Please, 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 please go talk to someone because I guarantee there are other people who feel the same way who would love to do micro church with you, who would love to go, hey, let's go find community elsewhere. Heck, we might not even leave. We might stay here and within this space where we've previously felt isolated, we can let's, find church. Let's start something new. Let's start something. Let's take all of these negative things and create something beautiful out of recognizing them, mm. right? Out of speaking them out loud and saying, these are what we don't want. God, help us to create something that isn't these. Mm. Help us to create something that is beautiful, that is accepting, that is loving, that is community. Yeah. Help us to be your church as the way your church could be. Mm. So with all of that said... Take a deep breath, know that you are loved, drink some more water, and have a great day. Bye! Bye.